You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is the season finale. Did you know that? Did I tell you This is the end! Okay. This podcast has hosted some of the most sought-after guests, from Broadway icons, TV and film legends, and stars of the music industry. But today, for our season one finale, we have a guest that I personally think tops them all. Lean in. I think we gotta be like, kind of like this. I just don't want to be sharing my breath with you. I don't want to share your breath either. (laughs) We've had a lot of fun this season, but this season one finale is probably the most unhinged episode we've had. We're going right into bathroom stories. Uh, (laughs) Today's guest is not in show business. However, he is an award-winning teacher and the founder of a ceramics company, Dirt Clay SF. It was like a phantom. It was like a phantom bathroom movement. So you did go poo and then it wasn't there? It might be a choice that I regret later, but I'm actually thrilled that I asked him to be the guest of our season one finale. You would rather risk shitting in your pants in Times Square than finishing a Sondheim musical. I go way back with today's guest. In fact, he's known me my entire life and I've known him for most of his. It's Broadway's Danny Gasparini. If we can even get this episode started, this is Broadway's <laughs> So buckle up for the insanity because today's guest is someone so near and dear to my heart, my big brother. Ladies and gentlemen, now we're talking with Danny Gasparini. Okay, that's a nightmare. You and I have actually gotten in big fights about Sondheim. Like, like I've actually gotten, like, actually upset with you. You've made my wife cry. Is it? Did I? We were at Bar American. I made her cry? Well, I was digging my heels in. But you made a good point, and it took me years and years to recognize this, but... Like, I, I was like, yeah, Sondheim sucks. <laughs> We're like, six minutes in. You made my wife cry. It's like such a good story. <laughs> All right, wait, keep going. But no, like, like yeah, like, is, is Sondheim, do I, if I were traveling to New York to see a Broadway show, would yeah. I be like, oh, Sweeney Todd, sign me up. Right. So, or even better, company, perfect. Let's go sit and watch Bobby Baby, Bibby Bobby for... <laughs> for like an hour and a half and let's call that a, a, a good experience. But I think that, and this is, this was the point that you made that it took me years to recognize is that you can have an opinion, but you can also have an uninformed opinion. And That's my, right. My, I have an uninformed opinion because quite honestly, you see a Sondheim show and it's, you're right. The music's catchy. Well, you know, since that argument where apparently I would, we haven't gotten to how I made your wife cry, but well, you yelled at her that you yelled at me, and she felt I think she felt bad for me. Oh, because I yelled at you. Yeah, you were yelling. I think you made her feel embarrassed. I think this was about ten years ago, I and think I was like, "You're making a scene again." Okay, relax. But I was very like, "How can you shit on Sondheim? He like restructured the identity of musical theater. How you know what I mean? It's like shitting on Picasso in in his realm. Yeah, you know, well, that's, Picasso's that's probably a fucking dick too. Well, here's <laughs> I don't know Sondheim. <laughs> Fucking dick. Oh, it's so respected. I am absolutely not editing <laughs> no, that. The blasphemous that remark out of Danny Gasparini's mouth. Keep it. The the Broadway community will hate you forever. City on fire. <laughs> do do a song. Let's, uh, hang on. I have to think about this. Uh, what, what's the one where it's like? Uh, what's the do an impression of a song? <laughs> no, no, no. What's the um? What's the one with the hair? She's uh, it's like the hair. Oh. 
Brown little pretty girls, little girls, but no, listen to them sing. It's not about hair. Yeah, yeah, she's a, just combing her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the one she's combing green her hair. Greenfinch and Lidded Bird. Yeah, yeah. Greenfinch and Lidded Bird, little bird, black bird, listen to you sing. That's it. That's the one. That's actually it. I In, in a drunken state, I've seen you this ad lib. This is piss. <laughs> this, 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 this. Smells like piss. Smells like piss. Must be piss. Senior Pirelli's <laughs> miracle elixir. Have a little sip, sir. You'll see right in your hair. Your hair will grow so thick, sir. It'll be so quick, sir. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Try my wow. love it, my friend. Not one of these lyrics is correct. I have an amazing story to tell. Okay, I think um, you were there for it. We went to the Hyatt in San Francisco. You know, you already know what this is. I had to take <laughs> no, this is bar none the best bathrooms. No, I have another one that like is like just very recently that kind of blows this one out of the water too. But you tell one, I tell one, you tell one. Okay, great. Bathroom story exchange with Danny and Andrew. Here we go. So the the we out of this was many years ago. We went to stay at a Hyatt in San Francisco, and as we're checking in. I mean, I'm a teenager at this point, like a late teen, but I felt like I was like tugging on dad's sleeve. Like, you got to hurry this up. I, I don't have long. We got to check into the room. Get the room. So we get a key to a room and dad walks me up to the room and I go right to the bathroom and everybody else is like getting their luggage together or whatever in the lobby. Just dad and I split off to but go to the room. I think you have to set the scene to like, it is a packed lobby it's yeah. like it's like Tons the, of people, weekend the holidays before yes. christmas yes and like everyone is there there's a very crowded hotel situation where san francisco yes. just so jammed jammed and uh so i i go and i close the door to the bathroom in this hotel room and then dad says uh all right i'm gonna go check on i guess everybody else and he kind of leaves me in the room no i think you're missing what, what am i saying wrong here you're in the bathroom and they call the room. Oh yes, where? That's what. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom, sitting down, waiting for my business to get started. The room gets a phone call. The hotel room gets a phone call from the lobby to tell my dad we made a mistake. Somebody has already checked into that room. That's yes, exactly. And dad leaves me. He's knocking on the door. He's going, Drew, you got to hurry up. You're like, I can't. I'm I, yeah. He goes, okay, you hurry up and come back down to the lobby. Yeah. I was like, you got it, chief. So I'm trying to back out my business. I'm trying to do it. I, I There's a little bit of stage fright happening. It's not it's not working but itself out. But the fact out. that your father left you <laughs> he abandoned. Room, he was he like, abandoned me. You're on your own. Then I hear the door open again. And I think it's dad coming back and it's an older couple who's been sit living in that room. But it's not like, that's that's the greatest part of the story. It's not like, oh, whoops, we just checked somebody else into that room. They're on it's their way not up. It's not like somebody's been in that room for like a day or two, a couple days. Oh my and God. they came in while I'm in the bathroom and I just sat there silently and hoped that they didn't come in the bathroom. How did you leave? What happened? They left. They just came in and dropped something off and then left oh the room. Oh my God, I you're know. lucky. I'm very, very lucky.
Oof. Now this is another thing. Oh wait, but now it's your turn to give me an exchange. So the, anyway, the moral Mine of the story is, is my father. Nearly... Does, my father doesn't care about how scared I was. Well, he left me in a stranger's room in San Francisco, and I was locked in their bathroom, hoping no one would notice. And then the couple came in, and that was incredibly <laughs> embarrassing for me. Anyway, what's your story, Dan? I just I feel like the the like. Could you imagine being that older couple? If like maybe they were totally aware. That's what I would have done. I would have been like, there's so holy God, there's somebody in the bathroom. We're in San Francisco. This is like it could be a it could be a maniac you know, in the bathroom. You know what my go-to is whenever I'm like I hear someone come in the room, but I'm in the bathroom. I try my best to make them know I'm there. How so, often? Like in in the bathroom, like public bathroom, like stall? a public bathroom oh, okay. stall. Like if the door is closed and they think that they're by themselves, I'm like, <clears throat> oh. Perfect you know what I mean? I like <laughs> so mine is that we went to the omni hotel and there's a steakhouse at the bottom also in san francisco also with our dad of all you know of all characters and drew and i are having uh a, a lunch we met him out like for lunch during his during his business day yeah and uh the thing about that steakhouse is that they had these like little tiny candies like these little sour ball candies just yeah. sitting in like a jar <laughs> and <laughs> my my fat ass was like oh yeah candies so i filled my pocket like the pocket of my shirt your, up. your shirt pocket so i'm like oh perfect candies i'm gonna get some of these candies gonna go to the bathroom it's gonna be great <laughs> wait that that that's thread <laughs> yeah, of that's, thought is so great i'm gonna get some of these candies yeah. fill my shirt pocket with yeah, candies let's go to go to the bathroom i'm gonna be so great. i'm sitting down <laughs> And you can see there's 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 like a conglomerate of people in the stalls, and it's like if you were to look underneath the stalls, it's like loafers, Cole Hans, my crappy Converse that have like have holes in them, mm -hmm. another pair of really expensive shoes. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it's like the martini lunch of time of the day. Yeah, exactly. I'm wrapping business up, lunch. and this might be revealing too much, but I, in my cleanup, I'm <laughs> leaning forward, and as I lean forward, <laughs> like. 20 round candies that were in my pocket come cascading out onto the bathroom floor and spill out like little marbles all over just and they make that like sound of like plastic on tile just what you described marbles yeah. on yeah. tile i mean like yeah. and they spill out and they roll everywhere and that's the end of my story. But I feel I felt like that was kind of embarrassing. I, I want it to be very crystal clear that so far we have literally just shit on Sondheim and talked about poop stories. And this is we are partnered with the Broadway Podcast Network. It's that's that's we'd like to apologize to, to the apologize Broadway. We'd like to advance. apologize to the Broadway Podcast Network. My last little bathroom story is I had to pee again in the car. It's like yeah, I'm trapped. I don't know what to do. And it becomes Were you in California. So, yeah, I was in, again San Francisco. Mm -hmm. well, I'm our way to the airport and <laughs> yes. I, I, you wait i told you about this right it was this an mom and one. mom and dad were in the front seat chloe and i are in the bucket seats in the car behind also, them wait we have to like for your audience to know yeah when drew loses his mind he loses his fucking mind he's like this is so unfair he's like this is so unfair is like, maniac mania he's like <laughs> He's like Mr. Toad seeing a seeing a motor car for the first time. 
upset. Yeah, yeah no. You gotta pull it over right now. It, oh, it goes. Yeah. It's like so from heightened. zero zero to sixty it's very so very heightened. fast in a matter of of milliseconds. So imagine that, like a Tasmanian devil in the. Back well, I seat. think I'm keeping my cool, and I think I got my my Which shit you on check, and then and then all of a sudden I'm not. Yeah, and it's like, okay, how long is this fucking red light? I we gotta pull over. I I don't know what I'm gonna do. They're like, well, there's a gas station two blocks up. I see it. I'm like, I can't even wait for that. I leapt over Chloe, who is in the bucket seat next to me, our sister Chloe, and I jump out of the car at a stoplight and I run into the woods. I mean, like it was yeah, but like- well, it's like a berm, so you have to run like in San Francisco on this particular street. Nineteen, the, yeah, 19th Street. There's a there's a uh, there's there's the 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 road, and then there's like a berm. There's like a a little grassy a grassy knoll, knoll that I that ran to, like, up run to, up and over. then there's a series of trees. So, but what I didn't know that when I got up there is there's a small tent city of homeless people, <laughs> and I'm I just I couldn't help it, and we're like looking at each other, and I'm like, "Sup, guys," and I pee, and then the light turns green, and I don't know where <laughs> mom and dad went. <laughs> They drove off, and I had to run down and find them somewhere up a few blocks. Oh, my God. Anyway, these bathroom stories are great. I want to make it clear that in, in anticipation to recording uh, of recording an episode with you, one of the things I have written down. What is this? Let me see. I'll show you in a second. Right. One of the things I have written down. You and I discussed this on the phone. We're like, what could we talk about if we were going to do a podcast? And one of the bullet points is... No, uh, we yes. can't talk about this. <laughs> no, I, I just want you to... Back in the day, you and I, uh, kind of against our wishes, or we didn't really have much say in the matter, I feel like, in, in my memory, we were sent to a summer sleepaway camp, uh, not really understanding that it was a full-on Christian camp. Oh, yes. And it was called Frontier Ranch, which, by the way, sounds the least amount like a Christian-affiliated camp well, at all. Well, and that, to me, it's because it wasn't. It wasn't It wasn't a Christian camp until the nighttime. Yeah. When they, like, <laughs> that when makes they, it sound very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very sketchy. But I think, like, that's the thing is, like, it was, it was like, it was all fun and games and all these really, really cool things. Archery and like. Yeah. Whoa. Slip and slides and ropes courses. Yeah. And zip that thing they had? It was like, here, we're going to put, it was like, they tried to do the world record for the largest banana split. Yeah. And they, they took these gutters and they lined the gutters with plastic bags and they oh. just loaded it up with like. That weird ice cream that comes in the really, really big tub with the ramp. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Absolutely, yeah. yes. And they just loaded that up. But they like, you know, for them to, for that staff to scoop out ice cream for what, maybe 400 kids? Yeah. The ice cream ha- was sitting out there for hours. I'm getting physically heat. sick thinking it, about like, this. It like flies, like, but we all ate it because we were idiots. We we're just like dumb kids, like, oh, sugar, blah, blah, blah. Man, it was so it was such a good way to get people to listen to Bible stories, honestly, because you have so much fun during the day with all these insane like you could ride motorbikes and like it was like yeah. insane the amount of activities but, they but had. But it was it was snuck. Like there were little tiny like sneaky ways that they would like just just like embed the Jesus piece yeah, into it. Yeah, it'd be like this. It'd be like everybody come along and do the ropes course. Praise be to him. Yeah, and <laughs> under his eye. Uh, but I remember because I was like, and thank God, mom and dad pushed us to do sh- stuff that we're uncomfortable with because I would have just, I would have grown up as like a 10, 13, 16 year old boy, just playing in my room with with like 
Ninja Turtle dolls and just like quietly saying what they're saying. You Not know, like, that there's anything wrong with oh, that Donatello, to those 16 year olds out there. You got it. Don't worry, Donatello. We got your back. You know, talking to yourself this in is, a room. Yeah. Playing with toys. I, I shared a room but with you. I, I remember know. being at, at Frontier Ranch and like just being like, so not about it. No, and you were uncomfortable in almost every whole, single situation. And I was sorry. trying very hard yeah. to like be supportive of you, but also be like, we got to have some fun well, here. I remember we were like, I, I, I was signed up for like, because they, they, it was a sign up like, okay, what are you going to sign up for this afternoon? Yeah, every every day you're there for five days and every like day you get Motorbikes, yeah. bows and arrows, BB oh. guns, the high ropes course, the zip line, and then bead making yeah and i was like all of those things sound very dangerous except bead making <laughs> so it was like on like, the fourth day of me doing crafts. bead making with like the other like four-year-olds they're all like you know doing hama beads or whatever yeah i was like okay drew what are you signing up for i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and tag along and you're like i'm signing up for the high ropes course so in my head and this is actually my thought process i, was I can't like, wait to hear this i'm gonna sign up with drew I'm going to sign up with him in the AM slot right before lunch. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make sure I'm the last kid in line to go on the high ropes course so that by the time people take their time, <laughs> you won't be able to do it. It's probably going to be lunch. And I'm going to be like, oh man, I missed out. Oh, well. That's not how it works at yeah. Frontier Ranch, folks. Late for lunch. They make sure participation is part well, of the game. It was like, it was like, okay, lunchtime and everyone left except Drew. And they were, and I was like, okay, time to go. And they're like, no, no, you've got to do it. You've got to do the leap of faith. You have to put your trust in God yes. and leap from a 40-foot platform <laughs> to a hanging bar. Yeah, it's really and I was like, scary. No, no, I don't. And they're like, you do. So they harnessed me up. And this poor lady, it starts with like a, a I want to tell this part so bad. <laughs> you can't. I, I have to. I, I want so badly to tell you because I was watching this happen. I, I watched it. I'm climbing this rope you ladder. climb the rope ladder. This poor lady. This like <laughs> poor lady. I felt so lady. bad for you. Oh, my she's, God. Like when I get nervous, I get flatulent. <laughs> and she's like assisting me up the rope ladder. And I'm farting these like really stinky, campy, nervous farts just right <laughs> into this poor lady's face and saying like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Your, your butt was in mouth level yeah, of she this was woman like, who was she trying was like to guide you up this thing. Pushing me like Winnie the Pooh through a hole up this rope ladder. I love that. Campy, finally campy the stinky farts. And it was like, you're at the top and you're, you've been forced to do this thing. And they're like, okay, do the leap of faith. And I'm like, uh, I don't feel comfortable. They're like, come on, just re-put your faith in God and jump. And I, I remember I sat down on the ledge and I just kind of like, like scooted myself off and went, and made that weird like sound. Yeah, like when your stomach gets sucked up when you're on a roller coaster. And there is there is nothing oh, sadder so or more of a punch to your pride <laughs> than just being lowered by a rope yeah. from 40 feet. <laughs> you were not close to the bar. No, it just, was basically just... I slid. I slid off the edge. Yeah, you sat on the ledge, yeah. you slid off, and they slowly hard like, like a toddler trying to get down off of a bed. Just like slid right off. And then you, the way you're dropped is like, 
a little bit at a time. Yeah. A little yeah, bit at a time. Exactly. So every time it was like this little like, oh, oh my the God. Worst. Danny looked like a heavy loogie hanging but on I the saliva for dear life. They, they would take you out there and then, you know, at the night, the campfire would be like, let's sing these songs. God is love and trust and God and love and you are God and community is God. Yeah, totally. And then and then you'd be like, yeah, I'm with my friends. This is feeling pretty good. I'm actually fairly comfortable here. Yeah. And then Cal, whatever his name would get on the mic, would be like, so I'm going to tell you guys a sad story. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> One time I came to a camp just like Frontier Ranch. Oh, my God. And when I got home, I found out both my parents died in a car crash. <laughs> And you're like, but I have, oh, oh my God, how is this going to come around to God? All, all the kids are just like, oh my God, I got to get home. And he was like, but you know what? Oh my God, I got to get home. <laughs> I, I put my faith in Jesus Christ and he's my parents now. <laughs> and, like, half, of, half of the kids are like, oh my God, that's beautiful. I was in the half of kids who were like, who were like immediately the next day, and you could tell the next day the infirmary had a line out the door. And I was part of that line, just trying to make up any excuse I could to get myself home. Oh, I threw up. Oh, yeah, I don't you, feel good. You fake sick to get sick. <laughs> yeah. I remember the lady was, I was like, oh, my stomach hurts. Can I just oh call God. my parents? And she was like, no. And I was like, but I threw up. She's like, you'll feel better. You can't, you can't call them right now. Oh, my God. And I was like, but what do I do? I, I don't feel good. She's like, just don't eat dairy and go sit back down and, and try to eat something. <laughs> don't and eat dairy. That is such insane advice. But I, I swear At a sleepaway camp, just don't eat dairy. You'll oh, be fine. God, get me home. That is the line of the our, century. Our and now like, and now, Jesus Christ is my parents. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking so funny. Oh, my God. But I feel like mom and dad, like, they would sign us up for these, like, excursions. We did this multiple times. We did this, like, two or three times, right? Uh, yeah, here's a here's a high school camping trip that I'm going to send to my 10 and 11-year-old on. And, like, we go out with, like, because she was all friends with these teachers. And they're like, yeah, yeah. send your kids with yeah. us. So we go out there, and it's like, Drew and Danny, 10 and 11. Yeah. Everybody else is, is, is in high school. And was really fend for yourself. I remember being out there and like all these kids were finding their campsites and setting up tents. And we went up to like one of the people who was in charge. And we're like, yeah. where should where you know, in this cute, like little 10 and 11 year old voices, like, where should we be? And they're like, oh, well, everybody else has partners. You're going to bunk with that kid yeah. that literally Kyle. no other high schooler wanted to bunk with. Kyle. <laughs> oh, Okay. Kyle. Kyle. He looks like a guy. Oh, he had like black fingernails oh, and like eye mascara on, and like clearly this kid his his tent was like four miles away from everyone else. And we arrived. We were, like, we were stuck with the loser kid. Hey, Kyle. Uh, uh, what do you guys want? Uh, we're supposed to. We're supposed to sleep with you. Oh God. Okay, fine. Just find your spot. And then I remember him telling us stories about like like somebody who lived in the bottom of the porta potties and like would snatch up little children if you went to the bathroom. Good God! So I remember in the like 
it, this wasn't even at night. It was like 4 p.m. Like hikers all around and kids. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom, <laughs> but I can't go, I can't go to the porta potty because there's a man down there who's so, gonna snatch me. Yeah. So I like <laughs> literally. Wait, like, we were so much younger than 10 and 11, by the way. We were literally like seven yeah, and eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Uh, yeah, no, I is that the promise. logic that I'm about to use is an eight year old? <laughs> yes. Person. No, I. Promise. I was like, oh god, I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, like the camping yeah. pinch where you're like, oh, oh yeah. I can't do this. I need to wait until I get home. Panic. So I I I go to like the one comforting spot, which is like right outside of the tent, like literally three feet away from the tent. tent. And I pop a squat and I drop a loaf that is like, again, one of those camping <laughs> poos that are just like, ooh, what have you been eating? A Frito bag full of taco, taco meat for a week? And I was like, oh, God, I like, didn't think about it. Had to like finagle my sock off to use that for cleanup. Yeah, and yeah. Here I am. And, and also like in plain, in plain view of everyone, just like, like awkwardly in front of everyone. I use a sock. I go to the, the lady in charge and I'm like, oh, I got to make up an excuse. I can't tell her that I just pooped outside of the tent. Oh, I love this. And I was like. Oh, hey, Danielle, this raccoon, I saw it. It threw up all over my sock. And she's like, oh, really? Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, that's okay. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's okay. I've got other socks. That's the logic. The logic of <laughs> that, that poo must be what I gotta raccoon make an threw up. Yeah. It must be what raccoon threw up looks uh, like. Hey, I saw this raccoon grab my sock and threw up all over it. And, but she was like, okay. And in my head, I was like, you sly dog, you did it. You got what? away with You're this. You're an amazing liar. Wow. I walked away with a little pep in my step, but it also could have been poo because I really just wiped once with a sock. Wait, I, I love that little kid logic yeah. of, what do I do, what do I do, what oh. do I do? Oh my God, you took, everyone's going to know that I took a shit right next to my tent and wiped with a sock. How do I make me look like, look like the victim here? A raccoon threw up on my sock. In actuality, like, if you were to step, oh my God. If you were to step outside of like the, the egocentric mind of that eight-year-old, this is actually what happened outside looking in. Everybody watched me take a crap, wipe with a sock, go to the camp leader and tell him that a, that a raccoon. Like, that's, that must have been, that must have been what there, everybody saw. There were oh my God. Because it was 4 p.m. It was light out. Wow. That, the raccoon looked an awful lot like your ass. That, that and that vomit looked like, a lot like are you your guys seeing this? Are you guys seeing this? <laughs> that that eight-year-old is pooping. <laughs> oh my god. In front of all of us. Was that the last camping trip we oh did my with these god. older kids? He's oh wiping shit. with it. He's trying to get his sock. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing. Yeah, I've ever he's heard. coming right. Oh my god, he's coming this way. Hey, a raccoon! <laughs> a raccoon threw up on my sock! The idea <laughs> that everyone's watching him. Oh my like, god, <laughs> he just told us a complete lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so red-handed in the I, act. Oh we, but that's God. the thing. We were all camping. Everybody was nervous because that rumor spread like wildfire. Oh. There's a man who lives at the bottom of the porta potty, and he's gonna get you. 
So it's, it's all because of Kyle or whatever that kid's name was Kyle. Say, saying that there was a man in the border body who will snatch, yeah. <laughs> snatch oh, little thanks, kids. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. That'll help you sleep. Yeah, perfect. Like, first time away from my parents. Yeah, literally. Like, you, you've I'm listened, doing fine. You've listened to me whimper and sob each night for my family. And your solution was to tell me that somebody lives uh, in the porta potty. Jesus Christ. Oh, I God. I can't stop laughing. Anyways, that's the end of the show, everybody. <laughs> Uh, Danny, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for sitting down and telling mostly embarrassing stories about yourself. Was it fun? <laughs> yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time too. I think that, you know, it feels good to let other people know about my struggles. I think it's nice that people are aware of you. I feel like a lot of people in the industry are aware of Casey and Chloe, and this is a really fun opportunity for people to get to know you. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this was so silly and fun. This might be a favorite episode of this podcast. It's certainly a favorite of mine. Thank you to our guest, my big brother, Danny Gasparini, for sharing some insane stories and some fun laughs for this season finale. Guys, that's it. That's season one. We did it. But here's the good news. We're coming back for season two with a lot more amazing guests from Broadway and beyond. So make sure to tune in for when that's going to be happening after our summer hiatus. But feel free to go back to episode one and listen through season one of Now We're Talking with me, Drew Gasparini. I want to thank everybody for listening throughout this entire season and especially the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and this podcast at the Broadway Podcast Network app or bpn.fm slash now we're talking. Find me, Drew Gasparini, on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And thank you to every single guest we've had all season. That's 25 amazing guests. Guys, I have had a blast hosting this thing. It was a new journey, a new endeavor, and I can't wait for more. We'll see you for season two. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.